Hey there, SE Land. This is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, coming in episode 23 of Twig's SE Reflections. It's a podcast series for SE practitioners and students, folks who are studying and thinking about psychobiology, somatic arts, interpersonal communication with clients who are working with nervous system distress patterns, trying to help people feel better. That's what I'm chatting you up about here today. I'm another practitioner like you, sometimes offer workshops and talks, chats, bigger kinds of things, but more or less I just have some ideas. One of the ideas and things I want to share with you today here, episode 23, is on moving our mouths. Yeah, like, uh, you know, your mouth, my mouth, as practitioners, moving our mouths. You know, motor actions, coordination, those kind of things happen and they they become developed by use. To think about our lines, to think about what we might say is of value. But having our motor movements, the actual movement of our musculature, make the movements that we're thinking about imagining, is a way to help prime ourselves to be able to move easier in the future, as well as kind of get some relief and some completion on the reiteration that is coming through as an instruction of telling us to do something so that there is some kind of satisfaction in doing action that doesn't come when you don't actually do an action. So there is this kind of thing that I find to be true is that in our sessions, there's a lot of improvisational moments. There are things that you don't know what are what's going to happen next. You don't know what needs to be said. You don't know what your client is talking about. You're waiting to hear the details. As you're hearing the details, you need to lean your attention in one direction or another to help the pendulum flow, the oscillation move through the conversation so that we don't just bury ourselves down into the the details of the negative side. We have to be attentive for anything that lightens up, that loosens up, that is more positive, is more supportive, is more efficacious. And in this way, there are times that with some people who are talking really fast, like I was just a moment ago there, we need to let ourselves say something. Sometimes we need to speak very improvisationally, very spontaneously. In fact, there is a lot of good thinking, I think, in the interpersonal dynamics of therapy. And I got a lot of this from Stephen Hoskins and myself. Like, just being able to show up in conversation with clients is just a dramatic value. It just really helps the flow and ease of, of the interaction and the sense of, I mean, the development of the sense of safety. Practicing letting our mouths move, it can be very helpful in actually seeing us be more spontaneous in sessions. So at some time along the way here, I I started looking at, you know, vocal lessons, and I I did some Alexander Technique classes, and I I did a, you know, I just, I, I played with different kinds of ways to get access to allowing my mouth, allowing my verbiage, allowing my thought to uh, you know, sound connection, uh, you know, thought to moving through to actually making the sound connection. I, I looked into different, various different 
ways to enhance that. And I think the ones that I ended up enjoying the most and I lean on to the most these days is are things that I picked up from comedy improv theater, which I, I use a lot of these things in my Practicing Our Lines workshop where I kind of play a lot with presentation and how we deliver our lines so as to be able to talk to different clients at different times when they are expressing different, you know, uh, combinations that come along with different places along the resiliency spectrum. You talk differently to somebody who's talking slower to you and you talk faster with somebody who's talking faster with you and both of those help you to, you know, being able to attune and see where a person is at on the resiliency spectrum and what kind of expressive pattern and pacing their organism is expressing and you want to attune to that well enough that you're not putting their organism ill at ease from your presence but in fact more at ease for the phase that they are currently kind of in or under influence from yep that's what we do in that class we look at how we you know can talk to play with different types of attitude and presentation conveyance and such and uh, inside of some of that here are three of the things that we do that I'm trying to get at the practice of just allowing a thought to come through our head out into our mouths and out into the world even sometimes it's not appropriate even sometimes it doesn't feel appropriate even sometimes even sometimes it doesn't feel necessarily directly exactly what you want to say. Even sometimes it feels like you're stumbling. In many of our sessions, we have to be willing to talk even before we know exactly what we're about to say, simply because we need to influence where the person's attention is going. And if we can see them going headlong into harm, we might need to come in and say something very quickly, in which case we need that clear channel through the thought to motor system out into the world even if oh, oh 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 wow 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 that that is that is that is uh that is so interesting um uh could i just could i just get you to like could i you know that's so interesting could i get you to to just tell me a little bit more about about that moment when you turned you you said you turned how how do you mean you turned we might need to come in at a split second of just the tiniest little pause in a person's narrative right before they're headed over that cliff headlong into harm and we're gonna come in and thought to word out here are three warm-up things to help us have more access to the motor system in our mouth in that quick kind of way number one is a improv game called word ball it's just a classic warm-up exercise Usually it's done in a circle of people and you have an imaginary ball in your hand and one person throws the ball and says a word, just any word that comes to mind. Another person in the group catches the ball. The ball was thrown directly to a person intended to go to that person. That person catches it and then just says a word as they're throwing it on to somebody else. Another word, it's just whatever word comes to mind. It doesn't have to necessarily be association, not necessarily trying to build a sequence or significance or a meaning state or anything just the fir first word that comes to mind tomato plant soil ground towel wash clothes sun wind bother who knows if not is is not 
And you just try to go from one word to the next, allowing the next word that comes to mind to just come right out your mouth. There's no wrong way to do this. It's only a matter of allowing your thoughts, the first next word, to move through your mouth and move on from there. Didn't catch what the last word was? No worry. What's the first word that came to your mind? Didn't make sense? No worry. We're just allowing the next new word that comes to our mind to come out of our mouths. Usually done in a group with this ball pattern. Also possible to do it yourself. Could be said. It's a little bit more like falling downstream if you're doing it by yourself than if you're in a group because at least you have the moment to not be having to come up with the next new answer. Uh, as you're walking to your office, you might just be chair, carpet, sun, moon, light, bright, dark, stars. That's word ball. A second one that I borrow and have a great deal of fun with from comedy improv theater is just the practice of gibberish. Everybody has their own language, their own, you know, kind of uh, mm, sounding that they came up with as a youth, as a babe, as an infant, and you just made your own sounds. And whether or not we recognize it to today or remember it, we still have that. We have that everybody, everybody on this planet has their own gibberish. Your gibberish is completely different than my gibberish. Yours is completely different than mine. So many different things come out of practicing and playing with gibberish, allowing your mouth to move, not judging what you're about to say, having free form of movement from one kind of sounding to the next, playing with the rise and fall of your prosody, your tone, your pattern, your rate, pace, your rhythm, all of that. Certainly, certainly just a, a place to warm up the tongue before you're about to spend six hours in a day trying to talk eloquently with people. Why warm up just at the beginning? Why not warm up as you're walking into your office? Sometime in the day, you might find your mouth just a little bit easier to find those, oh, really? Uh-huh, she did. Oh? Different sounds that might help you to kind of grab and hold and direct people's attention as you need to in some of our sessions. So that's gibberish. The third one is to do a speech in numbers. A speech in numbers. What's that? To, to, to make a speech as if you are orating, as if you are providing from the the balcony steps, a, an oration out into the world, out into the universe, out into the masses in front of you, to, to give the speech of a lifetime, the speech 
that expresses all of the range of human emotion and and contact with feeling state that you personally could ever imagine having access to expressing. I know it's a tall order and it goes something as simple as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, onzi, dozi, trezi, Catorze, quinze, dezesseis, dezessete, dezoito, dezinove, vinte. And in this classic exercise, you you just carry all the way through to one hundred. You go in a a speech in numbers from one to one hundred, moving through all the range of emotion that you can you can find the pacing, the timing. You're just looking for the sense of variation. Now, when you do this with somebody else who's listening, it can be really touching and very interesting to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually encourage that you might find somebody to do it with sometime. You just share one person listening as if they're listening to a, a speech in, of a lifetime. And the other, you or, or your partner there, just, just like letting it out. One to 100, just running through all the different numbers, your own improvisational pace, but within the structure of one to 100. Those are just three different kinds of uh, little practices that allow our minds, our mouths, our faces, our vocal apparatus, our social engagement system to just practice variation, range, pacing, tone. And um, those are things that I do as I'm headed into sessions quite regularly. It's true. I actually do. It's a way that I wake myself up going into session. And at times when I'm not quick enough it has been helpful to kind of give myself a little bit of uh, momentum in my off time with those practices. Plus, they're fun. Enjoy. Take care. I'm glad you decided to listen to this Twigs SE Reflections podcast, episode 30, 20, 23. Episode 23. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. And, you know, I don't know if you were uh, sitting there playing with your mouth moving around while I was talking before, but why not? I mean, really, you're probably washing the dishes right now. Maybe you're driving your car all by yourself. Got your headphones on out for a walk or something. Hey, Beppa. 66? 67? 68? 69? 80? Be well.